Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Hold on. You're saying I can do the job too well. That doesn't make sense. Like, why would that not be a good thing? Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma and I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. And I am sick. Sorry (laughs) that my voice sounds so croaky. I was... Just going to say, hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. And what is in your throat at the moment? I'm sure that as a radio journalist, your voice, do you just panic every time you get a sore throat? Yes, I hate it because for most people, a sore throat or like being a bit run down, you soldier on at work, but it's my worst enemy and I'm always run down and always sick. (laughs) And so it's detrimental when I can't speak and I just have to listen to it all day and I sound horrible in my headphones and I've blocked ears so I can't hear and it's just... Anyway, I'm not having a good week. (laughs) I've also caught something too, so we must have picked it up when we were together on the weekend. Anyway, if you can ignore my raspy sounding voice, let's get into it. Well, maybe I'll do the shout out this week. (laughs) Oh, oh, you want to spare the listeners. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, I'll read it and you can react. This week's Shoot Your Shot shout out goes to Elizabeth. She is an absolute legend and she actually shouted us three coffees. What a legend. On the Buy Me A Coffee website. How good is this? She said, I listened to your pod as I was gearing up to leave my receptionist job and landed a job recruiting participants for clinical studies. I've always loved research and it's so nice to be doing something interesting and meaningful with a cool small company where my creativity is valued and with the most hardworking but fun co-workers. I still listen to you, of course, because the tips are always interesting. I love the banter. I think that's a shout out to you, Em. And you keep me with it, with quiet quitting and other trends. Thank you so much. Keep up the great work. Oh, and three coffees. What a legend. It's like, you girls keep me young off Mean Girls. Like she's like, you guys keep me up with the trends. I love it. That's what we're here for. I just love the career change. And she's ended up like way happier and way more satisfied with awesome colleagues. This is what we always say. You can get that kind of a job too. You can be happy in what you do every day. And if you want to say thank you for something that we've helped you with or you've landed the job that you were hoping to get, and you want to say thank you to the show, you can buy us a coffee at www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss. And if you want to get to where Elizabeth is and you want a bit of help to get there, 
check out Sarah's one-on-one sessions. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And if you liked one of our episodes, used a tip we sent you, or you want to request an episode specifically on your situation, slide into our DMs. We do episodes all the time that are based on our listener DMs. So let us know what you want to hear. Jumping into today's episode, we're going to be talking about being overqualified or too senior. Here's what that feedback really means. It seems like this is made up, like imagine being told you're overqualified. That must be a blessing. You know, you're too good for the job. You're too smart. And I think that this is what candidates can kind of think if you have no context for being told that. You're like, hold on, you're saying I can do the job too well. That doesn't make sense. Like, why would that not be a good thing? How can being too senior for a role be a bad thing at all? In doing a bit of research for this, I always like to see what kind of questions people are asking about this topic. And I jumped on Reddit and Quora and a few different places to see when people had got this feedback, what were they saying about it? How do they feel? And I saw a few things of people being really frustrated in a job search where they're not getting anywhere and they're getting lots of rejections, things like that. And we've talked so much about that. That can be really, really tough. And sometimes what people in that situation do is they'll apply for really junior roles or menial jobs, I saw one person call it. And then they'll say something like, I was even being rejected from low paying menial jobs. And I kind of feel like that sums up the point of this whole topic of being overqualified or being too senior is that we know that you don't want that job for people in those circumstances, at least. And so that's why, yes, you can do this job. Yes, you'd be probably be great at it. But as soon as you're in that job, phew, I'm not unemployed anymore. Great. Okay, now I want to get back to where I was before and earn more money and be more senior and actually be challenged and use my skills. Now, I get that that's not the case for everyone. But I think the fact that that's how people think about junior roles and taking a step down is like, oh, it should be easy to get those roles kind of helps to understand how there's a disconnect on both sides of the fence. So what are some things it could be if you're getting this feedback? So if you're getting rejected and you're hearing this kind of stuff or you feel like it might be why you're not hearing back or getting offers, it could be ageism. Again, we like to say, I hope it's not, but we tell you about the way that things really are in the world. And After I go through this list, we're going to tell you what it most likely is. So it could be these things, but I think there's something that's more likely than that. So ageism is a possibility. I've heard plenty of hiring managers in my time talk about how old is that candidate? And my feedback is always, I don't know. I don't ask them that question. That's not relevant. (laughs) So that could definitely be a factor. You might also be too expensive. Yeah, salary expectations. If you're applying for these types of roles, but you want the same salary and maybe you didn't know kind of where you sit or where the role sits, you could just be too expensive and your salary has gotten you to a level that is out of the budget for these types of roles. So if they're the ones that you actually want, then there might be some realigning that you need to do in terms of budget. Or maybe your manager's intimidated. Maybe you have more experience than the manager themselves and they're thinking, whoa, we can't have you in here. (laughs) Yeah. And they're thinking, this one's out to get me. They're going to take my job. They're probably more experienced than me. I see this a lot in what people decide without any knowledge is the reason that they didn't get a job that they were senior for is that they think the manager's intimidated. It can feel really reassuring to feel like, oh, they were just threatened. It's kind of like, you know, if a guy turns a girl down, it's like what the friends all say. Oh, he was just intimidated by how successful you are, how independent you are, how attractive you are. And like, Yeah. Hey, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that, but it also just helps you feel better. And it's sometimes not actually the truth. There could be something else going on. 
Also, they could have technology or innovation concerns. What does that mean? Yeah, this is just about, it kind of a little bit goes hand in hand with ageism, but if you started out your career before certain technologies or before certain trends and things like that, they might be concerned about your ability to keep up with the way things are done these days. So relating to the ageism sort of. Yeah, kind of, but they can be different. Like you could be not actually too old in inverted commas in someone's eyes, but you are old school in the way that you do things, if that makes sense. And so For example, with like social media or something, they might think, oh, we want someone younger who's more in touch with the trends. That doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. Just because you've had more experience doesn't mean you don't know what's going on. But that could be something if they think you haven't got exposure to certain tech or platforms. So those are some reasons or things it could be if you're getting this feedback. But now we're going to talk about what it most likely is. Yes. And in my experience, this is absolutely the most common thing that is actually going on when you're getting this kind of feedback or if this is the reason that you're missing out on a role. Essentially, M, what an employer is looking for is not only someone who can just do the job. That's kind of a given and there's a lot of people out there for every job posting that can do the job. They're looking for someone who will come into the role excited, with energy and passion. Again, depends on the role a little bit as to whether passion is appropriate and energy is appropriate, but they're looking for someone who will be excited about the role and that this makes sense in their career. It's something that they want to stick with. They don't want to have to be recruiting for this role again in three or six or 12 months time. Ideally, they want this to fit into your plan so that you can fit into their plans as well. So motivation is a huge part of interviews. And I think That's something that we can sometimes forget. It makes sense. They will be able to tell if this is your backup plan, your plan B, C or D, if it doesn't really make sense or if it seems like it's a step down or a desperation seeking role. Yes, exactly. And so what an employer is really looking for, as I said, it's not just skills, it's passion and excitement. Will you get bored easily with what they're going to be asking you to do? Remember, they know this role really well better than what you do. And so as much as you might say, yeah, I'm happy to do that, they might know, okay, this is some really menial work. And actually the last person left because they didn't like having to do such menial work. And then you're in there saying, no, no, I'm happy to. It's like, you can see how they might be like, yeah, I know you say that, but we know better or we think we know better about what you're going to enjoy doing. Does your experience and attitude fit with their culture and their ethos? It might be the style of person that they're looking for as well around whether you're super organized or whether you're super innovative or whether you're a process person. Those things can factor into what they're looking for a match in that sense. And also, can they see you working alongside the management team, your colleagues? What kind of people have they already got in the team? And if they've already got a really senior team, maybe they don't want someone again who's super senior. They probably need someone to delegate things to or to be mentored. Or And I've just thought of an example actually with someone I know where they used to work a particular kind of job and then went away somewhere else and did the job level above that and then have come back wanting the job level below it. And the employers have been worried that, oh, Are they going to be happy to, you know, get their hands dirty again, so to speak? And the person's going, of course, because I did it before and that's fine. But I think it's natural for the employer to think, well, yes, you did it back then. But having had a taste of what you've been doing and higher up, it naturally is harder to go back and sort of bite your tongue, just fit in, not trying to overstep people and make changes. You have to just slot in as that lower person again. So true. And you can't have someone who's been an ex-manager or a head of or something 
something like that coming in and challenging and undermining what the actual leader's doing. So in that situation, yeah, that's absolutely a red flag that they're going to be thinking. Oh, back when I used to do it, you can sense those comments coming. Yeah. And particularly, I've had this situation before. I say this all the time and I think in recruiting circles, it's really well known. And I think maybe our listeners maybe haven't heard this as much. You can be recruiting for five of the exact same job over the course of two years, different locations, things like that. And you can be looking for different people for those jobs, even though they're the exact same job, because it depends on the team, the manager, the culture, what's going on at the moment, all that kind of stuff. Some of those might be happy to take a senior person taking a step back. But if I was recruiting for a role where I had a new manager who was new to the manager role, maybe only just promoted, was still working on their confidence and they've got a team of people who they're already trying to prove their leadership with, and then you've got someone coming in who's previously been a manager and taking a step back, that might be something that you just go, oh, we're not going to throw this poor junior manager in with someone who... Yeah, a clash. Yeah, they may be fine and they may be able to step back into that, but there might be something that comes up. So you're thinking, actually, it'd be better if we had someone really junior and this person can feel, oh, great, I can teach you something and I build my confidence as a leader with that. So there's so much that can be going on behind the scenes. And I love that example you gave. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. And if you've been listening to us and are thinking, no, that's still not it. I'm none of those things. I'm not too senior. I really don't know why I've been getting that feedback. Or like you understand the context, but you are that person who's like, no, I've thought about it and I'm so certain that I do want that job and there's reasons and I've reflected and I'm not going to undermine people and blah, blah, blah. And I do want the step back or I'm not too senior, whatever it is. If you want to go for those level roles, here's what to do. So make sure you aren't overselling yourself. Before each interview or application, go back to the job description, work out how they're pitching it in terms of seniority and work out if that matches how you've been selling yourself. Pitching yourself, exactly. Because I think in most interviews and maybe throughout your career, I love this example that you've given. We need to give this person a name. We're going to call her Susan from your example, who's been a manager and she wants to take a step back. So If Susan, in all of her interviews previously, has always been trying to find what's the best, most high level senior example for all the questions that I get, or what are the amazing things that I've achieved that I want to tell in my tell me about yourself, she may actually come across way too senior. And like if she's giving all these examples about how she turned the team around and with the CEOs and yeah, exactly. Sat in the executive meeting. That's not applicable to the entry level examples. Yes, that's right. And so maybe you want to focus on having a different tell me about yourself and tweaking it to talk about your motivation and the stress that you had in that role and how that's not what you want anymore. And you want more balance and you've now picked up this new hobby and give a genuine reason. I've got a family now. I really just want to, you know, have less responsibility or I want to be able to have more free time to take things up and 
I was working overtime. I don't want the responsibility anymore. I want to be able to just clock out from work and leave. Whatever it is that's the reason that you're wanting that, that's going to help convince them. Let them know. Absolutely, because I can tell you what, I've certainly given people the feedback that they've been too senior before, but I've also hired people and given people opportunities that were objectively too senior because they had a good reason and they articulated it well and we were able to really believe that they were coming from the right place and it's worked out. So you can do this. You just have to make sure that that motivation piece is really clear. You also might want to tailor your resume as well. Remember we spoke about job titles. This might be one of those things where actually if you want to downplay your job title maybe, I don't know. I'm not super against that. We have a whole episode on whether or not you should change your job title on your resume. So that might be a good one to go and listen to, whether that's something that might be relevant for you. And make sure you really think about what are those things that are motivating you to apply for this role. And if it's not, and there isn't something that's motivating you to apply for it, and you just want a job and you think, I can't get one at my previous level and I'm just going to have to start again. I think, again, you want to be kind of clear about that too. I do want to get back to my level, but this is what I'm looking for because they're going to pick up on it anyway, (laughs) would be my advice. Because then suddenly you're in this interview that's a junior role asking about career progression and they can see you've been more senior in the past. I'm connecting the dots all on my own. So there you have it. There's a little crash course on why and how to move forward if you've been told that you're too senior for a position. We hope that helps. And if you're out there, maybe there's people who want to quiet quit, but instead... They're like, no, I'll go down a peg. Yeah. Love it. This is a good alternative to quiet quitting. It is. And we talked about it in that episode as well. Cool. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, leave us a review, or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at interviewboss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>